time coming season six episode seven once more with feeling um it's all downhill from here folks it's all downhill from here you think we've i don't believe that but you know i mean i'm obviously gonna give it a 10 at the end of this episode just because of the specialness Mm -hmm. of it um we got a lot to talk about apart from everything else (laughs) so First of all, there's so much. There's so much. I don't even know where to start. That's what that big pause was. So did they, can you tell me, did they do all their own singing? Yes, they did. Okay. Okay, cool. That makes it That's why Allison Hannigan hardly sang. Right. Um, (laughs) She did okay, though. She she did pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just so much. I mean, it's a lot of, like, secret revealing, right? Because that's usually... Like, the that's part of the joke is that, like, in musicals, you know, there's something... Like, somebody will be singing their secret directly in front of the character, and the character, like, still doesn't know. Right. So that's, that's kind of the joke is that they are singing it, but they can't control it, and now everybody knows. So mm-hmm. you're boned, right? Right. Um, there was so much that I liked about it. There was nothing that I disliked about it. Ooh. Um... I don't think so, anyway. I might think of something while we're going through. I mean, I'll tell you, I don't really like Willow right now. I'll tell you. I don't... uh, See, that's another thing, too, because I don't want to, like... I'm not discounting her completely, but... So, at the end of this episode, everybody knows that Buffy tells them that they pulled her out of heaven. Yep. And she's been... You know, Willow's been so fucking bad to the bone like big for her britches Mm -hmm. um like well i bought i bought wow i brought buffy back from hell (laughs) there it is i brought buffy back from hell so fuck all you guys i can do whatever i want i'm gonna make tara forget this like she really was she was like i saved the slayer yeah you know and and nobody saves the slayer Except for Spike, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike does save her quite a bit. But, yeah, so she starts crying. And whenever I saw her crying, I was like, yeah, bitch, you better feel bad. Like, I hadn't realized that I had had this sort of, like, resentment towards her. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of annoyed and, like, you know, I've been saying for a couple of episodes now, like, somebody needs to take her down a notch. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um... And we'll see if she redeems herself. She looked sorry. But we'll see. She's had a taste, you know? Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. I guess, shall we start at the beginning? Let's start at the beginning and then when we get to the end, we'll stop. Okay, that sounds great. So, um, first of all, well shot. I've said first of all like twice now, I think. Anyway. Um, point one A and point one B. Point one A. So, um, yeah, well shot, shot like a, 
more you know more cinematically um Mm -hmm. yeah there's a there's a little something different in the way that it looks this episode yeah um it's a little more yeah i can't really tell what it is i mean the backgrounds are more blurred when you're watching it's got a shallower depth of field um which makes it look more cinematic and stuff and i think it's also just um yeah it does so with tv well I don't know. It really just depends. It really just depends. Because especially with all the... You know, there's so much overlap now between movies and TVs ever since stuff like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. House of Cards. But, um, yeah, typically the cinematic look gives you, like, a really blurry background. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're focusing on a face, whereas, like, TV, you can usually see, like, everything in the shot. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, it does look super different. There's also, they're also shooting it differently. Like, you know, they're not just shooting, like, a conversation. Like, there, you know, there's a couple of really long shots where, like, where, um, and I guess it's, like, a theater. walking through the cemetery. Yeah, when Buffy's, I hadn't even realized that one. The one that I, the one that I caught, um, was when Giles and Xander and Anya are walking through the town Mm -hmm. and everybody's. Uh, walking around and singing and stuff like that. And I guess it's like a theater homage, like, to what they're doing, you know, Mm because you get one take. So, yeah, so that was really good. So stuff like that, I guess, that just put it, that made it, it didn't feel like a normal episode of Buffy for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons. (laughs) Um, But so everybody's getting getting dressed. Uh, Buff, okay. Feel free. The episode starts. Feel free to point out to me anything that I have missed. Because okay. Beth Beth actually suggested that I watch this episode twice before we record, and I tried, and I couldn't do it. I was... It's just fine. It's just fine. It's just <laughs> fine, though. It's not great. But anyway, so feel free to point out to me any symbolism and everything that I missed. Was it yeah, symbolism? There's, just, there's a lot of, like, references to other episodes of the show. Okay. Is the main thing, and there's a lot of, like, um... Yeah, there is a lot of, oh, excuse me, a lot of symbolism. Um, There's a lot of innuendo. Uh-huh. I like when Tara's singing, You Make Me Complete. Wow. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. of all, I completed. <laughs> I complete. oh my god, I completed so many times when I went home with that's, them the other night. Are you kidding me? Um, You've made me complete. <laughs> There's a Game Grumps joke where they're like, I'm gonna conclude. I was- Oh, that's what it is. I'm going to conclude. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. I keep getting ahead of myself. So everybody's up getting dressed. Uh, Buffy's alarm clock is going off, and she's sitting there staring at it while it's ringing. And then it kind of moves through, the camera moves through the whole house, and Willow and Tara are getting dressed, and Dawn's getting dressed, and all that stuff. And then it goes back, like, at the end of the shot, it goes back, and Buffy's still looking at it. Mm Mm-hmm. And am I supposed to take that at face value, or is there supposed to be something more? I mean, because because you told me that there was a lot to look out for. I was look. I was really looking for. She's just. It's a lot. just like. It's just she's she's just depressed, and you know when you wake up in the morning, it's like one of the hardest things you can do is just get out of bed. Oh. You're telling me. You're <laughs> telling me, man. Yeah, so she's just kind of looking at it, and then it cuts to the magic shop, and everybody's working, but Buffy's coloring in an entire page, which That's we've all fine. done. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of working on. Oh, and then and then Buffy is patrolling, 
at that, oh, you know what I guess it is? It's kind of, I mean, it's the lead up to going through the motions, right? It's like, right. these are the motions that she does every day. Yeah. Excuse, excuse me if that sounded super fucking obvious. I'm just, no, no, <laughs> I'm experiencing this in real time and everybody else has already seen this I've before. Seen Probably more times. than once. Yeah. So. This is like the fandom's favorite episode. Right. Yeah. Um, like I knew there was a musical episode before. Anything. This is the first episode of Buffy I ever saw. Oh, really? I was 16 and my friend were Lauren. Were you, were you hooked afterwards or were you like, nope. oh, that was good. I was no. just like, that's cool. Yeah, I, that's nice. I was 16. My friend Lauren, um, who I'm still very good friends with. Uh, Hi, Lauren. Watches Buffy every summer. All the way through. Don't you do that with Harry Potter? I try to read Harry Potter every year. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I haven't done it since 20... You did it when I was 15. in... Yeah, 2015. You did it when I went to Harry Potter World. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't, I've started, I tried to start. I mean, Beth, you've read them so many times, you know, it's, ex- <laughs> it's excusable that you'd be who like, I, I don't know I if I want to read these, yeah, to. I don't know if I want to read these again. It's like, well, that's fine. You've read them 10 times all the way through. Um, uh, anyway. But she watches it every summer all the way through and she was on the musical episode when I went over to her house to hang out with her and she was like, oh girl. <laughs> Let's do it. She, she was like, you are going to watch this episode with me. And I had this really vivid memory of the scene of Anya and Xander dancing in the living room. I had also seen that before. Um, and I didn't know, I had no idea who they were at the right. time. Like, I recognized Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. Mm-hmm. But Allison Hannigan, up until I started watching the show with you, was... Um, What's your character? Yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, that's, that's a real... Boy, that's a real 180 from Willow, isn't it? Isn't it? It's completely different. I still <laughs> like that character, though. I like Lily. I haven't seen How I Met Your Mother in a minute. Yeah, me neither. I didn't finish it either. Jesus me, Christ. Me neither. I remember when I it came yelling. out and I heard about what the ending was. I was like, oh boy. Same, yeah. Fuck it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Back to Buffy. So Buffy, she goes to the grave. She goes to the graveyard, and She's you know this is her her the Giles, end of her day every single day. Right. Uh, Giles just hands um, hands her a battle axe. Hands her an axe, and she's like, "Okay, here I go." So she starts singing, going through the motions. I did. Um, I went through my notes and I looked at the track listings mm-hmm. on Spotify, so I know the songs' names. Right. Every single night, same arrangement. Yeah, that's another thing. I was impressed with the music. There's some... Joss Whedon is a very talented musician. It pains me to say. <laughs> yeah, I um, I mean, there are some parts that I was like, eh, that was better without it. Like, okay. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to okay. it. I thought of something I didn't like. Okay. But, uh, okay, so she starts singing, and I my note is just... Buffy's patrolling in the graveyard. Oh my god. That's what... Joss calls this... Every Disney movie has an I want song. Okay. Where the princess sings, like... Like, Belle has, like, I want adventure in the grave. And, like, Simba has... has How Far I'll Go. Simba has, you know, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Yeah. Like, every Disney movie has an I want song. And this is And Elsa has Let It Go. Mm -hmm. And this is Buffy's... 
this is Buffy's I Want song. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of, she's talking about how she's felt so dull since she came back and about how kind of frustrated she is. Um, I wish I did know more of the lyrics off the top of my head because I had the subtitles on. So I was reading along and I was pretty impressed with mm-hmm. a few different things. I'll mark them as we go. I'll note them as we go along. Um, I'm going to send was, you... Hold on. I'll send you the lyrics. This is just a website with the lyrics on them. And if you, you know, get to a part where you, like, feel like you want to bring up the lyrics, you can listen. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, first of all, it's just hilarious. They they said it... They set you up for it, like, really harsh. Um, as, like... I, I think the style is really, really harsh in that first scene as far as, like... Um, what is she doing? She, oh, she, she stakes a vampire and it dusts and she's like, it looks like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, and so she's like, uh, it looks like smoke on her. Yeah. Yeah. So like the end of that, that song and stuff like that, they really let you know, like what the style is going to be and all that. She goes back to the magic shop the next morning and she's like, um, she's like, Hey, what's going on? Is anything, anything weird? happen to anybody and everybody's like um no no what about you and then eventually she's like so did anybody sing yeah and everybody was like thank god yeah so then um then they're talking about oh wait no not yet so then it's i've got a theory which i Mm -hmm. really liked what i didn't like about it was the bunnies segment (laughs) i didn't know why that was there maybe maybe that's the point like you know in rent where everything like everybody's singing together and there's all this thing and then one of them is just like do Uh you know what i mean and it's and it's the rock and roll one too isn't it that's always like wait because he doesn't sing that style who do you mean right in rent do you mean roger oh i could not tell you i think so the rock and roll when he's the musician okay but aren't his songs more rock and roll? Yeah, they are. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, in yeah, my they... head, it was... They were connected, but... Okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine if you thought that. Okay, sure. Thank you. So, um... Yeah, so Anya sings about bunnies. I don't understand bunnies, it. But whenever they do... <laughs> whenever they do about how they're all together... I was quite moved. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we've put we've put a lot of time into this show, Beth. I know we don't have very long left. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I we're mean, we're towards the end. Death, yeah. death encroaches slowly but surely. But yeah, and they were just talking about how they can do anything as long as they're together, and that's my jam. I'm all about. I'm telling people all the time. I'm like, listen, as long as you're in the in the last birthday card I wrote. I literally wrote, I can do anything as long as I'm with you. So this oh, was right in my alley. <laughs> well, that was um, also for Shelby. It was for Shelby. And Shelby's um, a very special person. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay, tell then they, I will. I'll tell her to listen to this tell episode. I'll tell her minute, minute 15. Mm-hmm. So um, they're like, okay, is that, is it just us or is it everybody? Because if it's just us, it's probably a spell. So then Buffy goes and looks outside and we get, they got the mustard out, which was... <laughs> Prime. That was fantastic. <laughs> I like something I really liked about this episode is that they start really big, uh-huh. and then God damn it! So, Every time. Uh, I don't know what it is. I really think it's because okay, I'm an editor 
for anybody who, for whatever reason, this is the first episode of Buffy Speak they're listening to. But I'm a video editor, and I sit in my room by myself all day. And that's fine, and I don't, but I don't use my voice whatsoever. Any communication I have is texting or over email. And then I get on here, and I start talking, and I start <laughs> yawning. So I think it's a breath thing. Anyway. Maybe so. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but something I really like is that they start really big, and they have bigger dance numbers, and they get a lot of key moments in, like the continuous shots, so that whenever they get to the end, they can kind of make it more personal and more personalized and really like, okay... We've done everything that we are supposed to do, mm-hmm. and everything eye-catching, and, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, okay, I always remember this, and I don't know why, but it's stuck in my brain, and I think about it all the time. Okay. When Joss Whedon made the first Avengers, first of all, well, first of all, again, um, she, he, that movie's good, right? Don't yes, you think? Good. Okay, good. Um, Age of Ultron, not so much. Second one sucks. Second one sucks. Wait, is... Yeah, it's Avengers Age of Ultron. So, yeah. um... Yeah, okay, so they... Whenever, before all of this superhero nonsense began, <laughs> um, they were like, if you get to make an Avengers 2, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, would, what would you do? What would you do differently? And he said, I would go smaller. You know, we've done the macro thing, and now I want to see what makes these people tick, which I guess is what he thought he was doing with the whole... Black Widow Hulk thing, but uh, I know. Um, but yeah, so, and I've, like, it, that's kind of applicable here, too, is that, like, he does the macro thing, and then he directed this episode, I'm assuming, he right? He did. This is, yeah. like, his pride and joy. Yeah, and wrote it, too. So, um, he did say, I think you're right, You, I, I don't think, you're right on the money with that one, because um, all of the songs, each song, for, like, Giles... Xander and Anya, Buffy and Spike, and mm-hmm. Willow and Tara, and Dawn. Like, yeah. it all, you, like, get really close into these people's psyches. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's definitely part of what you like. And it comes, it kind of, uh, you know, it comes out a little at the beginning, and then it goes in. It, like, right. zooms out, zooms in for, the, like, the most of the episode. This is eight minutes longer than every other episode of Buffy, by the way. Okay. Um, and unless if you watch it on... The good thing good thing about it being on Hulu is that um, on Netflix, they cut it to its original runtime, which uh, cut out one of my favorite parts of the entire episode... Which is Dawn repeating the line from the gift to Buffy. They cut that out? Yep. It's That's really- a damn shit. Okay. I was just talking about how I'm an editor. That's uh-huh. a bad fucking call. Yeah. What on earth would possess somebody? That was... I mean, it's kind of... it. It's a turning point for Buffy, character-wise. Mm-hmm. When she's been having... Because I'm sure... I'm sure she's thought about that night, but you know it's so much easier to give advice than to take it. Right, exactly. And again, and she was only... (sighs) Okay, let me talk in full sentences. This is the thing. I'm so overwhelmed with this episode. Mm -hmm. Because there's... Which is why I should have watched it twice. You're right. (laughs) Um, But, okay, so... That night, in the gift, she's probably replayed it a thousand times, but... 
it's always been in the context of her giving that advice to Dawn. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things that, like, when you hear it said back to you, you're like, oh, my God. You know? Duh. And, uh, yeah. And it, or it's one... Or it's something that, like, you've been thinking and thinking and thinking, and then you say out loud, and you're like, oh, this makes no sense at all. And I... Yeah. I'm pissed that you just told me that. <laughs> but I think it's a huge... Um, and you again, like there's uh, the the part at the end where Spike says, like it's just it's just, you just live it, you know. Yeah. You're Life's expecting not a song. life yeah. isn't bliss. Life is just this. It's living. Yeah. Um, Which oh. Yeah, and that's also something that. Let's get philosophical. That's also something that I've been realizing because I've had a great. I'm turning 22 in a couple of weeks. And I've Facebook had a Facebook reminded great, me of that today, and it was like, do you want to plan anything? And I was like, uh, I can't, but nice oh, try. Oh, no. <laughs> me, what if you were here, Beth? Um, but, uh, okay, yeah, so I've had a great, like, upbringing. I've always had a lot of fun. I've always had um, a lot of friends, even if they're on the internet. I've always <laughs> been, I've always been fucking around, living the good life. Your you family know? really cares about you. Yeah, I have a great family, and there's a shit ton of us, so I'm like, I'm never bored. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated college, and I'm like, there's no parties to go to. None of my friends live around here. Right. And I'm like, I'm pissed off. I'm like, I don't know how to make money. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm realizing that not all of life is fun, but that's like what makes it whole. You know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of... I mean, Buffy, it's a slightly different deal. And a lot of, like, what I think she's talking about and going through the motions is that, like, one of the main things for her is that she doesn't have a choice but Mm. to keep doing the things that she's doing. And that's kind of shown, like, when Giles walks up and just hands her the axe. She was like, I was drawing my page, but (laughs) fine. And, um, yeah, like, she doesn't have a whole lot... Of free will. That's kind of the whole point of being the chosen one, sadly. Right. And, um, yeah, and she just, like, doesn't want to do it anymore. And I guess for her, I mean, the only option is suicide, is it? I mean, she could just, like, fuck off. You know, I'm wondering where the other Slayer is, because she died. Right. In the gift. So where is she? Is she just not here I'm yet? I'm gonna, yeah, it's just don't, uh... It's not. Should I just? No, it's not going to happen. Ta- I feel like that's a kind of a um, plot hole. Yeah, on the I feel part. like that's a major inconsistency. But some people argue it, and I don't. I see. I can see this. Um, if you want to, you know, just like some people argue it as so. Okay, so Buffy died in season one, right? Right. That's where Kendra came from. Mm-hmm. Kendra died. That's where Faith came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and now. That Buffy died, like, Faith is, like, if Buffy died again, nobody would be called. It would only be if Faith died. Because Faith is, like, the logical next line. Okay, so then in that case, Buffy's out of order. Okay, no, I'm on board with that. But with that line of reasoning, Buffy shouldn't have to be the Slayer anymore if she doesn't want to. Exactly. And so that's where that Faith kind of falls should be apart handling this. That's where yeah, it falls apart for me. Because but like, I guess it's because, okay so, okay, so mystically speaking, Faith is the Slayer. In the, in like the, in the lineage of 
the Slayers, right? right? But Faith is God knows where, not doing her job. Yeah, probably at this point. So is that what it's coming down to? Is it just that Buffy knows that nobody else is going to take care of it? Is that... I think... I mean, we can, we can guess all day, I guess. Right. I mean, I think it's just like, yeah, like... I think at this point, Faith is in jail. Okay. Oh, I right. Think, She's on Angel. I think Faith is in jail at this point. Um, okay. And... A menace to society. But it's still... I don't know. I just want her to be happy. Buffy? Yeah. Yeah, me too. You and me both, sister. And oh, she... So this is a... Um, just real quick. I just got back... Um, yesterday oh yeah la and uh-huh. weed and con it was a blast i had so much fun um and one of my favorite highlights of the uh of the panel that i was on the buffy podcasters panel which thank you if you ended up coming um i had an amazing time and i loved the people that i was on the panel with they were all super cool but so one of them has only gotten to season four episode four of on the their show. podcast? No, of the show. He's watching it for the first time. Okay, so is it just him? So we had to keep him? all of our spoilers to ourselves, which was really hard. I but was thinking about that because I wasn't able to go. I was like, if I would have gone, I probably would have gotten spoiled. Uh, we didn't. I mean, it's because we had someone who hadn't seen past season four, but we didn't right. do bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, were you saying he hadn't seen past season four? But he said that Buffy was the most boring character on the show. Oh, fuck off. And I was... I I genuinely it came from the depths of my soul. I went <gasps> Wow. <laughs> and the guy sitting next to me was like easy. He yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know yet. That's uh, but okay. even by That's season okay. four, if you can get through season two and all that she went through with Angel and still think she's boring. Yeah. This is a direct call out, Michael. If Michael you're listening. Unbelievable. If you're listening in two years when you get to season six. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, I think we're going to try to do a special, just to throw this in here, I think we're going to try to do a podcast episode about WeedonCon, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be Like fun. a short one? A short one? I had a, I had a blast. I saw James Good. Marsters. It was amazing. Wow. Drool. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. We're really... So We're going slow. So we're going it, slow through the, through the I episode. Think, I think this episode deserves it. I think this I mean, episode if deserves to be dissected. If there's an episode that we're going to spend two hours on, right. then this is probably the one. Um, okay, where were we? So Dawn comes home from school. She's at the magic shop. And she says, y'all aren't going to believe what happened at school today. Oh, and somebody said, did you, did you dance and sing? And she's <laughs> mad that they guessed it. So she says, I gave birth to a pterodactyl. <laughs> and Anya says, oh my God, did it sing? <laughs> And I don't know if you can tell me if the rest of the fandom appreciates that moment yes. as much as I did. Okay, yes, good. that's one of my favorite moments of the entire episode. Yeah, it's really. It's also just good delivery from Emma Caulfield. It's fi- that's that's what it is. It's not. It's not the line necessarily. It has a lot to do with the way that she she, said it. she believes it one hundred percent. She goes, "Oh my yeah. god, did it sing?" Yeah. Um, and then, okay, while Dawn's sitting there, they're all talking about what they're going to do to figure out why they're singing and dancing. And there is a little necklace with a yellow jewel sitting on the counter, and Dawn palms it. Slips it in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, then, oh, meanwhile, while everybody's discussing, 
Willow and Tara are like being all whispery, whispery in each other's ears. Um, Xander describes it as, "Did you see how they were being all get a roomie?" Um, so the getting roominess of them. That's what he says. So uh, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go check something at home," and they leave and they're running through the park to get to their house. And um, Tara starts saying, "Oh yeah, she gets checked out by some boys," and then. She says that the only reason that somebody would love her is because she loves Willow. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like. Yeah. Really. I don't think that that's fair for anybody to say that the only reason that they're worth looking at or the only reason that they've got good vibes or the only reason that they're attractive is because they're dating somebody else. Like, yeah. I don't... Um, I mean, I, I see... I see that maybe, you know when you're in love and you're just the light of everybody's life because you are just so happy and, like, you yeah. have no problem. Like, you have no qualms. You, like, nothing matters because you you're in love. the fight that you and your girlfriend had. Yeah. You know when your memory's been wiped. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess that's kind of what she's saying. But, so, they sing Under Your Spell, which is really good. I love this song. Amber Benson knocks it out of the park. This is giving me all of this renaissance lesbian realness that I did not know that I needed. I know. They're wearing these outfits and you're like, huh? Uh, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I guess it's just both of them have some renaissance-y medieval pieces. So maybe they just happen to be wearing them on the same day. I don't know. That's what I'll chalk it up to. I will say my favorite song from this episode, and one that I listen to, like, a lot, is uh, the Under Your Spell reprise with Giles. Yes, that is also good. That is my favorite. I I don't know which one my favorite song will be. I can give you an estimate at the end of this podcast. yes. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so they go home, um, spread beneath my willow tree, you make me complete. Uh, they do it. So they do it. Um, it's a really wonderful song. They start floating. I love that they. I love that they float when they orgasm. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's something that I didn't know about witches. Uh, but then it cuts back to the magic shop abruptly, and um, Xander is talking about how it's not fair that they got to go home because they're probably fucking, and they are. And then. Um, Let's see, let's see. Then, oh yeah, Buffy's like, don't talk about that in front of Dawn. And Dawn's like, I already know. Um, I kissed someone last week, remember? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then, that night, there is a man in an alleyway who cannot stop dancing. And he catches on fire. And then Satan appears from the shadows. Satan himself. And says, now that's a show or something. Oh no, that's entertainment. That's (laughs) what he says. Entertainment. Yeah, um, that dude's fantastic. By the way, he uh, um, he's got a very like mask vibe. Do you know what I mean, Jim Terry mask? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he, um, it's not listed in the or it's not. He's not. <laughs> they never say his name, but his name is Sweet. His name is Sweet. Okay, yes. interesting. I will continue to call him Satan. <laughs> Great. Fair. So, um, let's see. So that happens, and then the next morning, Xander and Anya are in bed. 
Um, there's another really funny joke where she he says, "Do you want some waffles?" And she says, "When I'm married, will you still will make me you waffles?" Still make me waffles when we're married. That's and the delivery. <laughs> and he says, uh, "No, I will only make myself waffles, but in the eyes of the state of California, you'll own half of them." Yeah, which I thought was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, may steal that line for <laughs> my future spouse. Yes. So. Okay, so then she gets up and she starts singing about how she has a secret. And at first I thought it was going to be a real secret. And I was all ramped up. Oh, She's never right. Fell. The joke, the running joke about how Anya doesn't like their song is hilarious. I know. Um, when she asks, when she asks Spike, she's like, "What do you say yours was more of a breakaway pop hit or a book number?" Yeah, that's because I mean it is. It's like the you it's never very old timey Broadway like the Music Man. Yeah, you know, like um, I'm trying to think of like I can so- tell you. I think this one was my. I didn't. I didn't not like it. I did not like it. I still liked it, but it was probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Does everybody else feel the same way? <laughs> I don't want to get ostracized because I know how much everybody cares about this episode. Okay? That's why I've been hesitant. That's why I've had a hard time speaking. That's why I keep saying first of all. (laughs) I think that I haven't heard a ton about this episode. Or, wow, no. Not true. About this song? Categorically untrue. Yeah. Um, This song, everyone always talks about Spike's song because it's Spike and Buffy and all that stuff. Right, and, and everybody talks about, probably talks about Walk Through Fire. Uh-huh, and... That um, might be my favorite song. It's in the That's running. a good one. My yeah. TV professor really liked that one. We watched this one in class. Oh, I was like, which one was my TV professor? Buffy, my favorite music, my favorite musical number. Oh my, my god! Oh my I'm glad god. you think it's funny that I'm an idiot. <laughs> no. Oh my god! She I'm needs just a second. Trying to figure out. I guess it could be by Willow if Allison Hannigan was cool with singing. It would be my TV. Was she not cool with it, or she? She didn't. She like begged Joss not to let her sing. Is it, she was just uncomfortable doing it? It's yeah, not for she everybody. Just didn't want, she just didn't want to, like, she's... You know, when you sign on to be a straight actor in, you know, a vampire dark comedy, well, that's what is James, that what you call it? That's what James Mars. yeah, it's like a comedy drama, dramedy. Yeah. Um, that's what James Marsters was saying. He was like, he said that, like, a lot of You don't of expect people, a scene, yeah. He said a lot of people, because he's in a band, so he's mm. he's fine with it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, and so is Anthony Head. Like Anthony Head, obviously Anthony Head yeah, sang yeah. like he sang twenty before. times. And Amber Benson's also a really good singer. I thought so too. So those three were fine with it, but Sarah Michelle Gellar and like I guess the rest of them were like, ah, uh-uh. oh no, not me. That's yeah. I mean, I can see why that they're like, I didn't go into musical theater, but it's also like, you know. Yeah, and, and I get mean, it were, together. <laughs> he said they were all convinced that it was going to be like a a bad episode, like career suicide. But you know, jokes on them because for all that we I hope talk they were smack 
about Joss yeah. Whedon. He's a very talented songwriter, so. Interesting. I Sadly. guess maybe, do you know, do you know if they had read the script at that point? Or if he was no, like, hey, we're doing a musical number. Had. That think, would make more sense if they, they hadn't were, heard it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they were just basing it off of he was going to be like, oh, we're doing a music. Because he had tried to do it since season one. Right. You told me that. He tried for a very long time. Right. Um, where were we? Oh, we're in, we're at I'll Never Tell. Yeah, it's just cutesy. Like, he snores. Her toes are hairy. Um, which, first of all, who does? Wow. First of all, again? She's um, crazy. I know. So, who doesn't have hair on their toes, though? Right. Mine is very... I, my hair, my body hair, for all of you who are dying to know, um, <laughs> my body hair is very fine, generally, so I have hair on my toes, but you can't really tell. But some people don't. Some people have hairier toes than I. Yeah, um, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the hairiest, mine are like a 6 or a 7. Really? Yeah, so that's upper range, for sure. I think mine are like a 3. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've never noticed your hairy toes. That's I fine. shaved mine, so... I did, like, literally once, and then I was like, I don't need to do I only this. do it... They're blonde. I've got my toe up now. <laughs> they they get pretty dark, but the thing is, there's not that many of them. There's, like, five, Max. Five hair toes... Toe hairs? Five toe hairs. Um, that's the name of my next band. <laughs> Caroline and the five toe hairs. Anyway... Where were we? The oh, the dance number. Ska the dance band. number in "I'll Never Tell" is really good. Yeah, they're very good dancers. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't know. It was cute, and at the end, they fall back laughing, and it is like and then the it like hard you said. cut to them being like, "Ah!" Yeah, they're like, "We have to figure out what's causing this. This is a this is terrible. It's a curse." Blah blah blah. And that's the long shot where they're walking through the town, and there's a woman singing to a cop trying to get out of a. That Trying is Marty Knoxon. Who? Marty Knoxon is one of, like, the executive, executive producers. Oh, I saw that at the end. Yes. That's cool. So, yeah, she's singing to a cop, and she's trying to get out of a ticket. That was great. Um, there's and then after line, that, there's some... Um, there's a line that everyone misses because it cuts back to Giles and Anya and Xander talking. But, so she goes, like, I've been having a bad, bad day. Please, sir, won't you put that pad away? I'm asking you, please, no. It isn't right. It isn't fair. There was no parking anywhere. Um, That fire hydrant wasn't there. I swear that fire hydrant wasn't there. Hey, I'm not wearing underwear. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. So what she's saying, we can fuck and I will get the ticket. You want to, I'll give you this, you, you, you give me that. I scratch your dick, you scratch mine. You scratch my name off of your tarp parking ticket pad. Sure. Um, (laughs) You you know. (laughs) Anyway. I scratch your dick. That would be so uncomfortable. Um, I think men's, or excuse me, I think people with dicks have Have dick scratches. Yeah, sometimes it itches, right? Please don't well, so they, I see men... No, I want to know. I see men adjusting themselves all the time. There's no way they'd be touching... They, I see men touching themselves in public so much more often than I would ever want to. I see men adjust themselves while I'm having a conversation with them. So it must... <laughs> I've always just assumed that it's itchy. And if it's not, I would like to know otherwise. Okay? <laughs> that's where That's where I'm at. Uh, so, okay, there's a long shot... That's my take on that. 
so there's a long shot. They're both upset that they keep singing. Um, oh, oh, one of my favorite. Also, another line that gets like lost in the shuffle uh-huh. is Giles says, uh, "The police were taking witness arias." I saw that too. I that's got that's a good one. one that that's a, a really lot of good people one. miss. Yeah, um, and then we're in Spike's crypt, and as soon as we cut to the inside, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait." um i couldn't wait uh so he comes he comes from uh downstairs or whatever and buffy's walking in and he says the sun sets and she appears come to serenade me (laughs) and it's just so charming it's just so charming charming guy um and then she's like i just want to know what's going on i want to see if you know anything and he said oh you just want to pump me for information she says what else would i pump you for which is a uh, good old tug on the, uh, what's this called? Oh, tug on the collar. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's an old yikes moment. Um, <laughs> and his feelings are super hurt because, so you can tell before he even starts singing. His his feelings are hurt because she's just fucking around, basically. And right. she, you know, she knows how much she meant to him. And then they had this whole falling out because he loved her. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back from hell, and they just act like that didn't happen, and Buffy's really relying on him for all the support. And, you know, I mean, this is true. I was about to say, like, this whole... I was make this. I was about to make this blanket statement against men, but this is kind of true of anybody, that if you're in love with somebody and they give you an inch, you take a mile. Right. And it's just kind of the tendency to, you know, it's a very overwhelming thing. And I personally have been in love and done things that I would not have done if I was not, you know? And so it's just kind of this thing where he's like, are we really going to do this again? Right. Like, you're showing up in my place in the middle of the night. Um, You know I love you. And you're just going to make me, I mean, it's torture for him. Yeah. Which is what you the know. song is about. Yeah, and he's saying, you're punishing me. And and also, like, she's just being so coy and being like, what? What are you talking about? I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and she's not doing anything in particular other than just spending a lot of quality time with him. And, you know, intentionally, like, she's sharing these secrets with him about, like, her being in heaven the whole time and... All that stuff. And that just, I mean, it makes you closer to somebody. It makes you feel emotionally closer to somebody. And she's acting like that's not the case, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, she's just doing these things offhandedly. And it's, she's putting them through the ringer. And, you know, the line that I liked is, like, you know, you have a willing slave. Um, you're toying with the idea that you might misbehave. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that's the that's the gist of it is that, like, you know that I would do anything for you or like to have you or to be somebody worthy of you you know I would do anything for it Mm -hmm. and you're just walking around like oh yeah Spike's in love with me whatever (laughs) I might fuck him I might not I might be his girlfriend I might not yeah I don't know I'm personally tired of it and I'm (laughs) glad that we come to a conclusion at the end of this episode yep which we'll get to so um yeah, and I mean, that's the gist of the song, too, is it's rest in peace, and uh, for my note was, hell yeah, this song fucking rocks. <laughs> um, and I was Let like, he's right, she's just playing with him. 
And then he, they're walking through the graveyard, and is this the long shot that you're talking about, or were you talking about when she's in the graveyard during going through the motions? I was talking about going through the motions. Okay. Um, I didn't catch that one, because I wasn't- But this one as well. Looking for it. Yeah, so they're going through the graveyard together, and he's singing to her, and she's not saying anything, which is another really indicative thing of their relationship, is that- Again, she she's always played it close to the chest, right? I mean, that was Riley's whole problem. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from his feelings of uh, wait insecurity, yeah. yes, inadequacy. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so he did feel he was inadequate. Yeah, and um, you know, Buffy does really play things close to the chest, and uh, like I said, he she's just been she's been playing at something for a while, but so she's just letting him sing his heart out and not saying anything. Um, which I guess I still, I mean, was it compulsive? Like, they didn't really get to decide who was singing or not? I don't know. It's symbolic. It's symbolic, okay? We don't have to right. get into the, the magic of it all. Um, but the moment when he jumps up on the coffin that is being carried by the mm-hmm. pallbearers is hilarious and awesome. Yeah. I don't know who has a funeral at night, but right. I'm glad they were. Um, Especially in a town like Sunnydale. Yeah. Uh, and they, they fall into the, so Spike is, like, getting angrier and angrier in the song, and then he starts throwing chairs everywhere and ruining the funeral. (laughs) And, uh, Buffy stops him, she grabs him and tosses him around, and then they accidentally fall into the grave, and Buffy's on top of him. And that's symbolic imagery, right? Yeah. Just them being together in the grave. And just kind of, like, I mean, like, he makes a point that, like, He's a dead man, and he's talking about how, like, if his heart could beat, it would break his chest. If my and... heart could beat, it would break my chest. <laughs> but I can't see your running press. So yes. leave me be. Let yep. me rest in peace. I love it. She it's did a jam. It. It's a jam. It is. So, um, yeah, it's he just like. He also played guitar on that song. Oh. For the recording of it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's a man so, of many talents. It's Arch just Biden. like this idea that he's dead and she's kind of living. Right. They're the only... Um, I mean, they're the only two people that she knows that have died. Right. Other than Angel. They share but, you this know, she, like, really deep connection. I mean, that's like the first thing he says to her, basically. Is like, you crawled out of a coffin. Like, I've done, I've done it myself. Oh, yeah, when he sees her again oh, for sorry. the first yeah, time. Oh, sorry, yeah, I meant after, yeah, yeah, after yeah. death. No, I got you, I got you. So, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're the only people who've ever had to claw themselves out of their own grave. And I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm considering Angel when I'm saying all these things, but, you know, Buffy just has such limited contact from him, and it's so... But Buffy does care enough about Angel to give him space, because she knows how hard it is for him. Mm-hmm. To be around her and to not be able to have her. And I guess... I mean, I see why, right? That she doesn't give the same type of respect to Spike. Because he was, you know, wild when he met her. And, Mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't always been kind to her. Right? Right. Spike hasn't. So, I see why. But anyway. Um... She gets mad. And she gets up out of the grave. And runs. (laughs) As fast... As her slayer legs will carry her. Um, then it cuts to Buffy's house. Dawn's getting ready for bed. Um, she... And Tara. Oh, 
yeah, Tara comes in to talk to her, and Dawn mentions to her that Tara and Willow were fighting over Willow's use of magic, and Tara was like, um, what? And she... Oh, that's another thing? At the beginning hmm. of the episode, Tara found the leaf... Oh, right. Leaf's Bramble, which is the name of the, um, which I found out was, is in mythology... It is one of the five rivers of Hades, and if you drink from it, you forget everything. Cool. So, Interesting. Leaf's Bramble, um, Tara found it under her pillow, which is just sloppy spell work by, by uh, Willow. Yeah, I it's don't like, know. you should erase the evidence, you idiot. I um, guess she's, I don't know, you're right. Anyway. So, it's not um, a good, it's not a good plot point, though. Not, <laughs> she, not real. That would, Tara uh, never finds anything. What's the, oh... I, I could make a super obscure reference, but I'm not going to, so it's fine. Um, Suit yourself. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm, I've been re-listening to The Worst Idea of All Time, which is a podcast where these... Wow. Com- Listen. <laughs> these comedians watch the same movie every week for a year, and... They watch Grown Ups too. Yeah. For, every week for a year. That was their, Oh, wait, they've, di- they've done more. I that forgot. That was their first season, then they did Sex and the City too. now they are doing... Or now they did... Uh, we Are Your Friends, which, if you'll remember, was the DJ movie starring Zac Efron. And, uh, Count me in. Anyway, what's the reference, though? There's a plot point in the episode where Zac Efron sleeps with his best friend's girlfriend. Okay. And his best friend, um, he makes the picture of him and his best friend's girlfriend her contact photo on his phone. So that when his phone is left on the table with his best friend and she calls him, he sees the picture of them in bed. Oh my god. And it's just one of those things where... That you would never do. You would never do it. It's just a convenient plot point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so she finds the forget-me-not. John tells her that they were fighting and Tara's like, what? I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and... Then she looks down at... Oh, and she's wearing it on her... She's got it, like, stuck in her sweater. Yeah. And, um... She... Because, I mean, that is a weird place to find a flower. Even if you are both witches. And so she is like, I need to go look at the magic shop. I'll be right back. And so then Tara goes to the magic shop. Um... And Dawn is getting out her necklace. The necklace that she took... She and has a box full of jewelry. Things that have dumb price tags on them that no store has. Is it oh, is it supposed to be like she took all this she from the stole magic box? All of it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I was just looking for the Yellowstone. They all have like little white slips of paper that have like twenty-five written on them and like ten and stuff like that. They don't even have like like I get it that the magic shop, like, a lot of their stuff isn't stuff you can, like, scan in, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I want to look again. I will afterwards, but I do want to look. For whatever reason, I'm interested in what the price tags look like. But anyway, we'll, I'll do that on my own time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dawn, she puts the necklace on, and then some terrifying people in masks. Some, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, a good compare. Oh, oh, you know what it's like? It's like The Stranger's. I didn't see that movie because I heard it was so fucking scary. It is incredibly scary. Yeah. Um, it's and they're like, like they're like, why? Why are you doing this? Home. And they're like, because you were home. Because you were home. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, it reminded me of the movie Frank with Michael Fassbender, if you've seen it. It's a very oh strange movie. I, I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, but it's about this very weird man who wears a huge papier-mâché head. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, scared of having people look at his face. Like, Sia. Right. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so she gets taken uh, to the bronze. Satan is there. Um, he's like the mask. That's my note. Um, the the Jim Carrey mask. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then he says that Dawn summoned him and that she's going to go down to hell and be his queen. Um... And then she says, she's going to be looking for me, my sister's the Slayer. And then he says, your sister's the Slayer, go get her. Which is what everybody does. Every time Dawn gets taken, she's like, well, my sister's the Slayer. And they're like, ooh, well, let's go get her. And it's like, this never... I mean, at this point, Dawn's just like holding that card in her back pocket. So she's like, if I ever get taken again, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell them who my sister is and it's going to be fine. Um, But let's see. Then Buffy is training... In the oh yeah, he's like, let's go get her. And then it cuts to Buffy, and she's in the back of the magic shop training with Giles. Giles um, asks her, oh yeah, one line that I liked, um, or one of the many, is I'm pretty spry for a corpse. And then mm-hmm. she does like a handstand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giles asks her if she had talked to Dawn anymore about her, you know, running off with those strangers and parking with a vampire. And uh, and Buffy's like, what? I thought you handled that. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, which I wish he would kind of like, you know, just tell her. But yeah. he sings it instead. Uh, and he sings about how he sings standing. And he feels like he's stunting her growth because she's still relying on him in the same way that she was whenever he first met her. And she was 15 when she first he first mm-hmm. met her. And now she's 21. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is time. And, I mean, he's right that, like, he's not Dawn's parent. He is not Dawn's guardian. And he's not... I mean, he's about to become one if he doesn't put his foot down, you know. Um, And so she's just, like, really counting on him to handle everything. Um, And it's also like she's not rising to the occasion, I guess. I don't... I disagree with that. I think that, like... Okay, his reaction to this feeling of, like, I need to make Buffy more independent is, like, sending her to fight by herself. hmm Which is quickly redacted, right? He changes his right. mind. he's officially... He's, like... He's, like... Just, like, oh, just getting... No, no, no. Yeah, I don't... But, yeah, I don't think... I've never thought that she was, like, asking too much of the rest of the Scoobies by going to go fight with her you know i mean she never even asks them to they're just like yeah let's go like Mm -hmm. what's the plan and um yeah so i don't know he like wants her to become a more independent like fearless slayer but that's just like it's not honey it's not realistic okay it's just not realistic um so then tara outside in like the shop area of the magic box she's flipping through books and she finds the flower that she had found under Willow's pillow. Ha. Willow's pillow. Um, and it says, you know, it's used for memory spells. And she sings briefly about um, the stuff that you were talking about. La- no, not last episode, I guess. The episode before. Whenever she gets her memory wiped. 
that would be the last episode. Okay. Um, but it's just kind of what Beth was saying before is like, she's already been through so much with her memory. And one of her lines is like, there's not going to be anything left. Yeah. Yeah. Willow, can't you see there'll be nothing left of me? Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's a good point, right? (laughs) She's like, why do people keep taking pieces of my brain? (laughs) What is it about me that attracts these kind of people? Yeah. What do Um, I need to change? So, so they're doing under your spell standing and then there's like a very dramatic thing where this is the one instance where I guess it's like you have to be singing to be able to hear them. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I was wondering why in some instances they can hear each other. And then in this particular instance, um, Willow is talking to Buffy. Yeah, oh, Willow's yeah. talking and to Buffy, Giles and they and, don't hear anything. Giles and Tara can't don't seem to see each other either. Yeah. Well, it's, maybe they're singing different songs. I don't know. Well, Who cares? Singing, God, it's Who so cares? good. It's, I want to like. Okay, so the lyrics were their reprise mm-hmm. is so freaking good. It's um. Uh. I wish I could sing it the whole thing <laughs> but I don't think the people at home want that they know it is a thing it's on um, Spotify I looked it up it is I listen to it all the time <laughs> uh, but it's just it's nice because Giles has finally decided like okay you know I'm glad the Buffy's back but I have to go like this is like I still don't understand why it's I mean she like I know that he thinks that she's relying on him too much, and I disagree. I think that if he feels that way, he needs to set a boundary with her. You know, it's like, it's not that hard to be like, hey, I understand that you have not ever been a parent before, and you were not intending on becoming Dawn's parent, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not Dawn's parent. Like, it's not that hard. I mean, I guess it would be a tough conversation to have, but, you know, it's not that hard, right? Like, you just sit and talk to her about it, and then the next time that something like the Halloween incident comes up, you just say, like, uh, you know, when Buffy says, like, hey, can you handle this? Be like, no, remember we talked about this. Like, you need to be her disciplinarian, and you need to be her guardian, Mm-hmm. And then it would just be fine, and nobody has to move back to England, and then everybody's happy. I'm happy, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's still bothering me that it says special guest star Anthony Stewart Head. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, but it can't be the same Anthony Stewart Head that I know about. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be the same man. Um, okay, but then that ends, and Spike drags... A mask in guy with the the big head on mm-hmm. and uh they're like he has something to say and there's this build up and you think that he's gonna start singing and then he just says he's got your sister at the bronze um <laughs> I'm he's gonna take your her to hell at the bronze and yeah because she summoned him and yeah she's watched. gonna be queen blah 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 um so then oh then spike goes to, like beat him up and he gets away and he runs off and then they're kind of arguing about what they're going to do, and Buffy's like, well, let's go. And Giles says, Buffy's going alone. Yeah. Which, again, I've already said I don't. That's not an appropriate reaction to the problems <laughs> that he's had. She doesn't even know that he's having problems, is the thing. Right. 
So to her, she's just like, why are you sending me in there alone? <laughs> yeah. And and then she starts singing, and she's like, one by one, they've left me. And it's like, this is all because Giles won't talk to her. Anyway. Yeah. Um, now one but, by one. So she said, uh, <laughs> she says that she's going to go by herself, and then um, she, like, turns, oh, Spike is like, well, I'll help you. And she says, I thought you wanted me to stay away from you. Which Isn't is not the right thing. Yeah. Which is not the right time or place. And he says, yeah, I, I know. Hope- God. And then he says, and I, I truly believe that, well, you know, I don't know. Um, he says, I hope you dance till you burn. You what were you going to say? Bit. What were you going to say? You said, I truly believe. I, I just, uh, he, he says he wishes Dawn would die. That hurt your feelings? Yeah, because it's Buffy knows he doesn't mean it. I know. He clearly, I mean, his, okay, so then starts Walk Through Fire. And now that we've gone through all of them, I think this is my favorite. Yeah. I got, I was getting major goosebumps in this song. Mm -hmm. And I wish, um, you know, I wish I had watched it more than once. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's so many, uh, like, layers to it and everybody's it kind of sums up where everybody's been throughout this episode you know mm-hmm. and um yeah there's just so many different moving parts uh but so spike let's see oh yeah he's all embarrassed because he told her his secrets and i'm like everybody already knew right but i guess i get i mean i know why that he's like leave me alone or get on board you know yeah. shit or get off the pot and she ran. She physically ran from him. So I see why he's embarrassed, I guess. He, sh- he shot his shot. He shooted his shot. He shooted And um, he, he says, I hope she dies. I'm free if I'm that free bitch. I'm free if that bitch dies. Yeah. I better help uh, her out. Yeah. And Very that's a really spike. good part. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how it's been from day one. And, and I mean, whenever he says that I hope that Dawn dies... Buffy knows he didn't mean it. He knew he didn't mean it. So what's the point, you know? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so then Spike gets up and goes to help her. And then Giles is inside. And it was like, oh, should I have not sent this person into this person whom I love into unforeseen circumstances right. that we know nothing about? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have. Let's go. Oh, one thing I love, he calls her my slayer. Yeah. And I love that even though he's not like technically her watcher anymore he's still her watcher Mm -hmm. and uh i'll never get enough of it i'll tell you what i'll never get enough of their friendship um wait is and mentorship will this be a thing to change her am i leaving dawn in danger is my slayer too far gone to care yeah yep um thank god you're here I love these. Songs. I know. I really. I don't know Both what Caroline this podcast and I would be have like. A background in musical theater. Oh, buddy! Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like y'all wouldn't believe. Y'all would have no idea. Some uh, of you would know. Some people know me who listen to this podcast. But <laughs> but it's, so, it's not the persona I give off anymore. It's no, not who I am. me neither. I've changed. I really, uh, I really try. Speak not- again. Speak again, Beth Lindley. You were such a theater don't kid. Don't drag me like this. I don't say that negatively. I'm a theater kid, but I have changed my, uh, you know, you're Your more aesthetic. consistent. Yeah, you're more consistent. I'm a filmmaker now. Haven't you heard? <laughs> That's my new thing. 
Uh, okay, anyway. Anyway. Okay, so they're all going now, and it just kind of seemed like a waste to have that whole falling out where everybody was mean to each other, briefly. (laughs) And then everybody was like, oh, well, (laughs) it's fine. Um, But again, plot points, you know. Right. Um, And Buffy is walking towards the fight, and she's saying, um, you know, she's singing about how she says she touches the fire and she turns cold, or it freezes her. And she's turned cold, but she can't tell everybody why, so everybody's just like, why are you cold? And she just can't tell him. Um, which, again, is dumb. I think, I mean, I'm I'm always, you know, honesty's the best policy. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, she should have told him from the get-go. But again, like, that wouldn't be as entertaining of a show. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but... Let's see. Oh, then she, one of my notes is, wow, this is so good. And then Buffy kicks the door in, uh, which is a, he's the dude, Satan. He's like, oh, I love a good entrance, which is nice. Yes. Um, And she goes, how do you feel about death scenes? Yeah, it's great. Um, And then she says that she's going to try to kill Satan and that if she can't, then she'll go to hell and be his queen because she's given up on life. And I don't know. I don't really know what she's thinking at this point, because, like, hell obviously isn't going to be any better, but I guess she's kind of like, same old shit, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, and so then she starts singing something to sing about. Um, Giles and everybody, they show up, and he's like, she needs backup. Anya, Tara, go. And I was like, really? You're going to send Anya and Tara? And then I realized that this was not your average Buffy episode. And so Anya and Tara come in and they're dancing and singing with her. And, um, you know, it's great. I can't, uh, she's just singing about the same, I mean, like her whole plight, this whole season so far has just been that she's back on earth. She doesn't know why. And she doesn't care to be. Right. And she's like, how am I supposed to keep on living when I know that it doesn't have an end? There's a great line. I mean, that's part of, um, there's a great line in that song that goes, um... Is it about letting go? Her friends letting her go? Yeah. That, yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Where is it? Uh... Take your time. We've, we've made it this far. No, don't sing along. Find the lyric you wanted yeah, to. All the joy life sends, family and friends, all the twists and bends, knowing that it ends. Well, that depends on if they let you go. Right. On if they and know enough to know that when you vowed, you leave the crowd. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, that is part of, I mean, a lot of people grapple with um, the fleeting nature of life. Mm-hmm. I never really have. I think it's my aunt made this metaphor to me one time when I was like still in high school. And she was talking about how one of the things that's so beautiful about flowers is that they, that they die. die. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh my God, my flower bloomed. And then you have it for that short amount of time and then it closes up again or it dies. And, like, when you give somebody fake flowers, I, like, if, if somebody gave me a fake bouquet of flowers, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. But if somebody gave me real flowers, I'd put them in water and I'd enjoy them until they died. And then I'd throw them out. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just kind of the point is that, like, you're here and you make your case and you spend your time how you spend your time and then it's over. And, like, 
I mean, that's been the whole argument this whole season. It's just like Buffy did her time. Buffy made her case. She ended it on her terms. And for what, like, what's the point of life if it doesn't, if you don't die? Mm -hmm. You know? That's Um, why uh, Patrick would like to be immortal. And I would not. (laughs) um, If I had the option to be immortal, ugh. I probably wouldn't take it. I voted, Beth tweeted recently, would you want to be immortal? And I did vote yes in that because I was like, hell yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, it's a scary thought. And I, I don't know. One I, am not- I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. So. Um, in any case. But yeah, so she eventually tells everybody that she's in heaven, right? In the yeah, song. And, it, and everybody good, just it's looks. A good piece, it's a good piece of... Um, music writing it's really good the way she goes heaven or whatever it is it's like the tone of the song completely shifts it doesn't sound like the da 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 it's like da 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 it's very minor and yeah kind of uh scary almost a little like the word that comes to mind for me is sour yeah, very sour and like um, like a sour note. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, Which it's I'm just, sure Josh did that on purpose. It's kind of like um, I feel like most people who like Buffy might also like Hamilton. I just feel like we're all nerds liking the same thing. Mm-hmm. You things, know, all the nerds they like waves. the same thing. Yeah, um, but like in Hamilton, how he says "oceans rise" and like. And then he goes, empires fall. And so it's like normally, like, if something's falling, the notes would go down. And if something's Uh rising, the notes would go up. But it's switched. And it's just kind of the same. It's the same effect here anyway. Yeah. Um, Even though it's not quite as literal, it's, uh, you know, that you would normally sing, like, um, heaven, you know? Heaven. Yeah. You would go up. It would be major, whatever. But it's not. And she's telling them. And... Her face is incredible. Xander's yeah, face is like, incredible. She doesn't want to be saying it, but she that's, is. That's, yeah, that's another thing that's happening, but it's also, it's, it's, I didn't even get that as much. It's more just like when you're telling somebody something that they just don't want to hear, right. and yeah. even though, it, but like they have to, you know, but not necessarily as in like she can't control what she's saying because mm-hmm. of this Satan who's here. It's more just like, I have to tell you this and it's just as hard for me as it is for you. Right. It's going to hurt your feelings. So yeah. buckle in. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the fact that she wasn't doing it by herself mm-hmm. plays a part as well. Um, yeah. Allison Hannigan's face is incredible. Oh gosh, she Tara's looks, she face is incredible. Broken. Good. Good. I don't give two shits. <laughs> I'm like, you should have left her. Like, leave Buffy dead. Ended it season five. I don't care. <laughs> it's all the same to me. Um, it's not. I'm joking. But yeah, so it's. Uh, it's and really so, just a lovely moment. It's a really, so, really powerful um, moment. Yes. And I think, I think, I don't know what it would look like if, it's, if it wasn't done through song. Which is so crazy because obviously under any other circumstances it wouldn't have been done through song. This is the only episode where they sing. Yeah. So. 
And yeah, another, it's just, another, it's so interesting. It's another so reason interesting. this episode is amazing is that uh-huh. musical episodes and this kind of thing would normally be thought of as a filler. But this episode covers so much plot. Yeah. And it opens so many new doors for the rest of the season. Yeah. It, like, opens, like, it, like, the Willow and Tara thing finally come to a head. Okay. Really. Um, so does Spike Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So does Spike and Buffy. Right. You know, Giles. So Giles, Giles is talking about how he needs to leave, yeah. Um, um, Xander and Anya are talking about how they're scared that, about getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to be scared to get married. Yeah. I mean, and like, I don't know. It's just like, doubts are normal. It's just, you should voice them. You know? So that yeah. if, if, if one of you feels like, um, and this coming from me, not a marriage therapist, uh, <laughs> but if one of you feels like, you know oh, I am having these doubts, and if you both agree that these doubts can't be overcome, because a lot of the time they can, you just have to work at it and talk it out, you know, and share your feelings, which is hard for a lot of people to do. I would Especially when they're negative. I talk about my feelings. I know, but you're... day long. You are a very open and special person. I'll say. Not everyone is Um, like you. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in a relationship since I was in high school, so I don't, I have no idea. When people are like, oh my god, I'm so scared to get married, I'm like, then don't. And they're like, but I want to, and I'm like, what the fuck are you, you saying? Said. Like, I don't, yeah, that's what, that's like just my point of view. One day, I will change. I will change and I will grow. Nobody worry. But, that's where I'm at right now. But yeah, so, um, there's, uh, so, she, um... You know, she does the, she says, like, heaven, and oh, then right, right. she starts yeah. dancing out of her own accord, obviously, and she starts um, dancing super Smoking. hard, and then who catches her mid-whirl? Who should stop her from spinning into certain death but Spike? And Spike <sighs> says, life's not a song, life isn't bliss, life is just this, it's living, you'll get along. The pain that you feel only can heal by living. You have to You keep reciting on this? Yeah. Oh my god. She's not even reading anything. I didn't even click that link you sent me. <laughs> um, the pain yeah, that it's... you feel only can heal by living. You have to keep on living so one of us is living. Right. That's a sweet moment. Um, yeah. And again, it's playing into... I mean, I don't think he wants her to be dead like him. I don't think he would wish that on her. I know Angel certainly... Right. Um, I know Angel certainly didn't want that for her. He didn't want... I mean, that's why he left, right? Uh He was like, I'm not gonna stay here. And, like, I mean, he could be miserable, which I guess is why... Wasn't he, like, lurking for a while? Yeah. Like, he would see her, but he wouldn't talk to her. Uh Um, Yeah, so he's, like, willing to hurt himself, but he wouldn't do that to Buffy. And I, I guess Spike's sort of the same... And, way yeah and so after this line after you know you have to keep on living so one yeah. of us is living dawn stands up and in maybe my favorite moment of the entire episode says the hardest thing in this world is to live in it yeah and yeah i don't know i mean she's right <laughs> first wow 
there I almost did it again. It's almost that like is it's almost that like saying half of first of all and then stopping myself is worse than just saying it over (laughs) and over again. I just want everybody to know that I'm aware though. I don't know what it is. I do it in normal conversations too. People will go like, isn't this third of all? And I'm like, can you can we can we shut the fuck up and act like adults, please? (laughs) Um but yeah, I think it's also um, you know, the first line of Spike's part of that song is when he says life's not a song, you know, her isn't one of her lyrics. Give me something to sing about. Yeah, and give me something to sing about. She's saying life's a song and we're just playing our parts. Yeah, life's a song we don't get to rehearse and every single verse can make it that much worse. Yeah, and I see... I mean, it's back to the the idea that Buffy feels like she doesn't have a choice, whereas Spike most definitely does, you know? I mean, he's choosing to be good when he could be... Well, I guess he still has a chip, but... I think it's beyond Um, that now. I mean, he's still... What I'm saying, though, is that, like, he... He couldn't break bad, though, could he? He couldn't just go back to what he was doing. Well, in the episode I mean, for, with Drusilla... Okay, that's true. He chooses that's not true. to go with Drusilla. Yeah. Um, he tries it for, like, a second, and then he's like, actually, I think I'm actually okay now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think he's truly changed as a person, mm-hmm. um, as a vampire, as it were. My son, um, my boy... Yeah, and, uh, but, I mean, Buffy, I mean, she could patrol less. Like, there are, Mm -hmm. you know, there are options. Um, (laughs) you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, at at the bottom line, you know, if you're depressed, you're depressed. And so it's kind of like, it doesn't even necessarily have a whole lot to do. I mean, Buffy was depressed before she died and came back. But it's just the frustration of, like, having that relief, having things ending on a good note. Etc. Etc. And then still having to come back and mm-hmm. exist here. Anyway, let's get to the good stuff. Um, there's this is why you're okay. all here, right? This is why you're yeah, here. Yeah. So, okay. The gist of Spike's verse is like you don't have to love your life; you just have to live it and like just do what you can. And you know, Buffy has some things to be glad about, and she sings about them in uh, something to sing about. You know, she's singing about her friends and family and stuff like that, and she's just. But I mean, I get it. She's just really hung up on this fact that she's already, she already died. This is supposed to be over. Why is she yeah. here? You know. So I like that's something to get hung up on. But um, you know, I hope she turns it around. I mean, we've got a whole other season, season and a half. So I hope so. But um, yeah. So then it's turned out that Xander actually summoned the demon, and then the demon's like, "Well, I don't want you to be my queen." And then he leaves, I guess, because he's been entertained. That's yeah. what he's like, ah, oh, you've satisfied my riddle and, like, well, disappears. Xander's like, so you find out that Dawn isn't the one who summoned him, it's Xander. Yeah, and, and he says, you're wearing like, my talisman. She's like, I just took this from the shop, and Giles is like, well, if it was at the shop, then that means that one of us must have, and then they all look around, and then Xander raises his hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just thought it'd be fun! Yeah. Um, which... 
Again, I feel like it's just a plot point. You know, it's just right. one of those things. Like, they, the musical episode is awesome. I don't care what they had to do or who had to summon this demon for it to happen. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where, that's where I'm at. Um, but, yeah, he leaves. This, Satan leaves. And then they start singing, Where Do We Go From Here? And it's very moving and dramatic. And they're crisscrossing each other all in the bronze and everything. And then Spike is like, ah, bugger it. And he fucks off. And then he goes outside and then, which is good. I didn't really like Where Do We Go From Here. I thought it was a good conclusion song. But I didn't really like it as much. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but Buffy goes outside. And um, they... Tell me what happens leading up to it. They kiss, I know. Yeah, so, okay. So, Where Do We Go From Here? How did happens. I forget? Probably because I knew what was about to happen. Where I could tell. Go? Anyway, so um, even though Sweet isn't there and the spell doesn't necessarily count anymore, it's not really happening, um, uh, they're still dancing and singing. It's fine. Who cares? And uh, Spike is like, like, uh, bugger this. I'm done. And so he leaves. He goes outside. Buffy follows him and he's like... Why don't you go back, you know, to the group saying, get your kumbayayas out. Yeah, that's what it was. That's and, a good line, too. And she says, I don't want to. And he goes, the day you suss out what you do want, there'll probably be a parade. 76 right, that was a really good line. That's a really good line, which too. Which is a reference to the music. I'm so man. glad you're here to just recite the episode to me. I don't know. I really, I don't know what I do. I don't. Um, and then, and then, uh, 76. Oh, then they're singing. Bloody trombones. And um, he's like, really, you can go. And then, like, she goes, I touched the fire and it frees. And then he's like, I die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I guess something that I was kind of realizing in, like, the overlay of the lyrics is that Spike has always been so unfeeling. Mm -hmm. And through his love of Buffy, I mean, his love of Buffy has changed him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not to be overdramatic, but that's what happened. Um, And like he's feeling so much now which is why he acted crazy and made a sex bot of her oh um again as back to the saying love makes love makes you do things that you wouldn't normally love do makes you do the wackadoo and buffy has just been so unfeeling and you know she's saying she's saying where's my fire right yeah, like that's one of her says, lines this isn't real but i just want to feel yeah and I mean, I would hope that's not what it comes... I was wondering if maybe she's doing this just to feel something. Yeah, and that's, um... Is that, like, is that like an undertone in their upcoming relationship? Yeah, sadly, okay. um... And that's why, uh... Oh, God, without giving too much away... Yeah, um, it's fine. We'll, we'll get into it more as the season. Don't... Don't... Sp- Fill all your beans, you know? <laughs> Sorry, my beans remain <laughs> Keep firmly you, yeah, in the Yeah, put can. your beans back where they are. <laughs> my beans we'll are leave it can. at that, that. That's an undertone is that, like, she just needs to feel something, and Spike loves her so much, and he's the only that one who's willing like a to person. give it to her. Like, yeah. Even if and he knows it'll hurt him. Damn. It's real. <sighs> it's real. Okay, <laughs> anyway, they kiss, and part of the joke... This is another thing. So I, the curtains close on a kiss. God knows, right? I know the end is near. I know that that that's when I knew. 
that they were going to kiss at the end of the episode. Is when that line um, came up? Yes. So, I understand why they kissed in this episode. I kind of, part of the joke of the kiss, it was very mouthy. It was, it was very, like, oh, there was a no, lot of, no. you know, you know when you're kissing somebody, like, you usually, like, kind of pick a side, and then every now and again you'll switch, every now and again you move to the bottom lip, you know how it is? Uh-huh. But they are just really, like, right side, left side, they're craning their necks all around. They're being crazy, <laughs> but part of the joke is that that's what kisses are like at the end of movies and musicals. Yeah. And... Where I, do we go from here? <laughs> But I would have liked maybe a more realistic kiss with them just because I've had so much buildup. There's been so much, yeah. That's a good point. Not to say I'm unsatisfied, but they're... Yeah, I would have liked something a little more serious um, in the kiss. Well, maybe... But that's fine. Wait. That's fine. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, there are many kisses to come. I'll be okay. (laughs) So we're at 123. We both give it a 10. I don't even need to ask, Beth. It's true. Um, the rumors are true. I, yeah, the only thing, I didn't like the bunny segment. I still don't <laughs> know what the fuck that was. I don't know if maybe that's the point. If there is a what the fuck element in it, if that's what was supposed to go with it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't like that. And I would have liked something more serious Bunnies. from the kiss. Um, like, I would have just loved, like, a nice lip lock. Mm-hmm. And then end on that. But we don't always get what we want. That's, but you get what you what, need, and that's a Buffy and Spike kiss. That's what my best so, friend Mick Jagger used to say. I've been reading Keith Richards' autobiography. It's called Life. It's very long, <laughs> and it's fucking insane. <laughs> I How does he... I, I would assume that he's done so many drugs that he can't bro, remember his life. you wouldn't believe the the catch line of his book i don't have it right next to me it's across the room so i'm not gonna go get it right now <laughs> but it says it says this is my life and believe it or not i remember all of it it's something like that that's crazy it's that's something like, like the that. opposite of what i said because that's that's what he says and he he talks about in his book he's like i don't know how i'm not dead <laughs> and he just talks about um listen i'm about to go into a whole tangent on the rolling stones and about how they were meant to be together. Okay. But <laughs> I'll save you some time and just let you know that Mick Jagger is crazy. And their Mick Jagger's girlfriends would always come to Keith Richard and they'd be crying, being like, he fucked somebody else. And they would go, Keith, what do I do? And Keith Richards would go, I don't know. I, do you want me to buy you a plane ticket back home? Because they're always in like Italy or Greece or somewhere. They're somewhere <laughs> way overseas. They had so many houses they all owned so many houses all over the world. And they would come down and they would just cry and cry and cry. And Mick Jagger would be like, what's the matter? And like wouldn't care. And they're, like Keith Richards said the, a predominant factor in his life was comforting Mick Jagger's girlfriends. <laughs> anyway, that's what you... Uh, that's what, that's, what, I'm that's what I thought of. Yeah, that's what... Know. we're out of Buffy to talk about let's do a Rolling Stones podcast oh man I'm very interested in Queen all of a sudden because of the autobiography or the man uh, if they're not gonna out. talk about AIDS I don't want to hear it uh if they're not gonna talk about his sexuality I don't want to hear it I uh, I'm gonna see the movie though <laughs> I have it on a decent source that okay. is uh they said it was going to be biconic 
Okay. Because he's bi. Right. I... I get it. I'm just, I know you know it. <laughs> right. Um, I but mean, hopefully, you because, know, fingers crossed. Um, because the girl that in the trailer, she's featured kind of heavily. I mean, she's not featured super heavily, but um, she's featured pretty heavily. I don't even remember a girl in the trailer. I've watched the trailer like 20 times at this point. Oh I'm so God. excited for this movie. Um, uh, she was like his girlfriend for like eight years. Oh. So she's pretty important in, like, the story of Freddie Mercury. A bi man is still bi if he's dating a woman. I know. I'm just saying, a lot of people have said, this looks super hetero. And I'm like, well, yeah, because for, like, seven or eight years, he was in a relationship with a woman. We'll see. And also, but he did cheat on her a bunch with a bunch of guys. Wow. Um, I was gonna say good so- for him, but then it, like, felt catty, so I didn't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what's more to say about Buffy? I feel... Uh, this I just can't wait. Is aces. There is nothing wrong with it. It is amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to muse about. Like, there's only excitement. And that, there's I mean, only it's kinda, zeal. I'm... Go- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a hard time getting my thoughts together in the first, like, half of this episode because I was just so overwhelmed with so much information and content so and feelings There's, but, um, can, I, can I real quick can we end this can we end this episode because um, I don't want to do a mad lab for this mad lab I don't want to do a mad lab either I, I was going to tell you in this episode I agree um, so we'll save it for next week um, but I want to end this episode on a funny anecdote alright so there um, in my t- <laughs> in the classic Buffy song my TV professor um in my TV class, my professor uh, made us watch this uh, clip of broadcast news when um, President Nixon was shot at. Um, it's a lot. Of, it's a thing that a lot of us don't remember because he was he didn't die. Obviously, he wasn't assassinated. Right, yeah. He was just. Shot. I didn't know he was shot at. Yeah, he shot in the chest, I believe. Um, Whoa. That's close. Die. Can you imagine that assassin was like, God damn it, I'm so, so I was so close. They're never gonna let me back into the guild. Oh no. He's a he's an embarrassment. Um so uh so um there was a lot of when it happened, there was a lot of hubbub, obviously, because uh-huh. it was an attempted assassination against the president. Uh-huh. And Initially, it was reported that he had died. So, <laughs> the news, um, the news stations, especially this one news station, was reporting that he had died. He's like, the president has been killed, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, no, wait, he hasn't been killed. And the shooter, blah, blah, blah. All this information. Oh, my God. He says, Let's, hey, we'll tweet that link. All this information. And uh, my professor said that... Can you imagine a newscaster being overwhelmed by information? <laughs> he just yells it. He just <laughs> yells all this information. Goodness. And um, uh, my my professor said that he... One of his dreams is to write an, um, a uh, kind of... Um, what's it called when it's... A, a history of broadcast news entitled uh-huh. All This Information. Okay. That'd be great. I think That'd be that, hilarious. That is one of my favorite... I learned a lot in those classes, and uh-huh. I've retained a lot, and that is one of my favorite things that I have retained, is the <laughs> all this information anecdote. We're going to tweet that video, and you can find it on Twitter, 
At Buffy underscore speak. Yes. Um, what else do people do with our show? You can subscribe to it if you want to. We post on Sundays most of the time. Sometimes on Mondays. Sometimes if on there's, Mondays. Sometimes, sometimes on Mondays, but only if there's a mishap. It's never on purpose. Okay? Yeah. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Listen, we try. We do. We try really hard. Um, I guess that's that. I feel, God, it just feels so weird. I feel like we've been looking forward to this for so long. Mm-hmm. That, like, the fact that it's actually, like, you've said all there is to say about the musical episode. Right. It's like, it, where, where, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? <laughs> all right, everybody. We're going to stop uh, talking your ears off, but we'll talk them off again next week. Um, Tune season in. Season six, episode eight. I don't know what it's called, but it's Tabula probably not going to be as... Oh, I think Kara... Is Karis going to be on this episode or a different No, guest? she's going to be in... She the one that she says won... red. She said... It has red Oh, in it. seeing red. That's what oh, she's going to Oh, y'all know what that episode is. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Karis knew. Karis was blowing up my phone being like, can I be on seeing red? I was like, hell yeah, bitch. Oh, man. So, that's going to be um, a good episode. All right. Well, we're going to have a guest next episode, too, but I don't know Tabula Rasa? Holy crap, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I know. I remember that. St- Beth sent me a sticky note, and I remembered. You're welcome. Good job. I didn't. Anyway, you'll meet them next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>